This week's message, given by Pastor Stephen Newton at the Sakasana United Methodist Church, July 26, 2020. The message is, You Moved the Mountain, based on Hebrews 12, 1-2, and Philippians 4, 10-13. It's good to be with you again. Would you join me as I pray? Oh God, come and fill our hearts with your life-giving word. Come, Holy Spirit, fill our hearts with your living hope. As we listen to your words, open our hearts and minds, hear the gentle direction of the Holy Spirit for our lives, for our church, for our community. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. A man had a habit of grumbling at the food at family meals. Then he would ask blessing. One day after his usual combination of complaint and prayer, his little girl asked, Daddy, does God hear us when we pray? Why, of course, he replied. He hears us every time we pray. And she poses for a moment and asks, Does he hear everything we say the rest of the time? Yes, dear, every word, he replied. Encouraged that he had inspired her daughter to be curious about spiritual matters. And his daughter asked, Then which part does God believe? Sometimes we find ourselves in the place of this man. The combination of complaint and prayer, the combination of the words of faith, the words of distrust, the combination of discontentment and gratitude. One day you feel like you have a mountain moving faith, but the next day something bad happens. It seems your faith turned into a faith that cannot lift a mustard seed. Each day you stand before your mountain and seek to move it in a faithful manner, but your mountain seems to refuse to move anymore. You don't see any progress. What should you do when it seems your mountain refuses to move? No matter how hard you try, you don't see any progress. It seems it doesn't move anymore. What would mountain-moving faith look like when the mountain doesn't seem to move an inch despite, despite your faithful work? Today's message is for all those who are facing their own mountains in their lives. But if you feel like you are currently in this place, and if you feel unsure, less certain about God's call to move the mountain, I invite you to tune in to this message carefully. In this sermon series, Move Mountains, we talked about how the mountains we face might be an obstacle to overcome. And how the mountains can also be opportunities for us to grow and serve, the opportunities to step out and step up 
as disciples of Jesus Christ. As we conclude this sermon series, I, I would like us to focus not on the mountain itself, but on what lies within us, which can be the toughest mountain to move in a sense. But we can move mountain through Christ who strengthens us, as Paul writes in his letter. We will not become weary in moving mountain when we fix our eyes on Jesus Christ, the pioneer and the perfecter of faith. What would it mean to have mountain-moving faith when your mountain doesn't seem to move? One of the key aspects of mountain-moving faith is to find a sense of contentment and joy in each step you take. In a sense, mountain-moving faith is the faith that finds the sense of contentment and joy even when the mountain doesn't seem to move. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This is a favorite verse for many Christians sometimes for wrong and misleading reasons. So often quoted by people before they begin daunting, challenging tasks. Some Christians use it to pursue a goal that seems too difficult to accomplish by their own power. Yes, we should certainly seek God and depend on God's power in all circumstances. But the point of Philippians chapter 4, verses 13 is not that all Christians can become an NBA player like, like uh, Michael Jordan. It doesn't mean that all Christians can be rich like Bill Gates. It doesn't mean that if you are a Christian and you pray hard, you will be protected from COVID-19 even without wearing a mask or keeping social distancing. The meaning of this verse is clear if we read it in its context, which means reading the verse before and after it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Please note that this is Paul speaking in his letter to the Christians in Philippi. At this point, Paul was in Rome waiting his opportunity to appear before Caesar, the Roman emperor. He had been living there for two years under house rest. The church's gift and support were instrumental, were blessing for him. And through his missional work, Paul knew what it is to live in want or in plenty. He fully understood what it is to be hungry or well-fed. Whether he had a lot or very little, Paul knew the secret to be content. With good health or bad, Paul knew the secret to be content. Whether he was free or whether he was in prison, he knew how to be content. How? Through Jesus Christ who strengthens him. So his words, all things in verse three, 13, refers to his, his realization that whatever he has, wherever he is, he can make it through anything through Christ. The verse is his confession that he can handle 
bad circumstances and good circumstances through the power of Jesus Christ. As we go through the process of moving mountains, sometimes our eyes are fixed solely on the final destination, the final goal. The goal to move the mountain before us. And we lose sight of joy and contentment set before us in that process. If we are not careful, our hearts can live in constant discontentment and complain. Certainly, it's a wonderful thing that you have passion and desire, yearning for moving mountains. But that doesn't mean, that doesn't have to mean we hold off finding and experiencing joy and gratitude and contentment from where we are today. Even if you hope and pray that your tomorrow may be better than today, God still calls us to be content and thankful for who you are in Christ and what you have been given through him. If there is ever a fight that goes on us, humans, it's the constant struggle to be content in a given moment, in a given time. Apart from Christ, we tend to quickly trip and stumble our way into bitterness and entitlement. But when we fix our eyes upon Jesus Christ, we move our eyes off the things we don't have. We move our eyes off the frustrations that surround us. We move our eyes off, we put them where they need to be. Paul's words from prison show this spiritual truth in action. I believe this is what it means to fix our eyes on Jesus Christ, my friends. When we fix our eyes on Christ, we come to realize that His grace is sufficient each moment, each day. And that's the, that's the phrase I often use to pray when I, when I pray with our church family. God, your grace is sufficient each moment, each day. What God provides us with is enough for a given moment, a given day. If we don't get the spiritual truth right, our hearts tend to be filled with discontent, complaint, and the mountain we face doesn't seem to move as we wish. Two weeks ago, I was assembling a hand sanitizer stand we purchased for outdoor services. And I assembled uh, the sanitizer dispenser first, and then I was going to connect it to the stand. But it could, I couldn't find the bolts and nuts that would connect, uh, connect them. I kept searching, but I couldn't find them. Of course, I had to stop assembling it, and I hate to refund a big item like that, but there was no choice. When I lifted the box to move it to the other side, something fell down. It was the nuts and bolts that I was looking for. I felt really stupid, but it was there. They were stuck and hidden inside the box. When you receive a product, you have some degree of trust that it would include everything you need to build it, right? Then how about the gift of life? 
the gift of each day you receive from God. Do you have that trust? Do you believe that you, if you, if you truly believe that you are created and nurtured by God, the Creator, do you also trust that God will give you the sufficient grace needed for the day, the sufficient grace needed for moving your mountain today? There was a woman who went to the past for counseling. She was overwhelmed with her life that doesn't seem to get better. Listening to this woman, her pastor said, God will never give you more than you can handle. And the woman replied, well, then I wish he didn't, he didn't trust me so much. Sometimes we feel this way. When we are facing a mountain that seems insurmountable. First of all, we cannot simply say, though, that it is God who gives us the mountains, trials, painful things in our lives. As United Methodists, we don't believe that God gives us such and such painful things and stops them before we reach our breaking point. That's not what we believe about our loving God. But we can still trust that God provides us with everything we need to get through those difficult mountains and, 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 and will give us the power to move them. As your pastor, I hear from some of you that you're moving your own mountain faithfully each day, taking one step at a time. But there are also times when your mountain doesn't seem to move anymore. You know you've got to keep going, but you just feel like you, fall in, you fell into the dark valley out of sudden. You become weary in moving the mountain. Have you ever been in this kind of situation? If so, you're not alone. But remember, friends, God's grace is sufficient for you each moment, each day. So don't hold off experiencing the sense of contentment and joy that God provides us with. Don't hold up experiencing the sense of contentment as you move your mountains. Find joy and gratitude in each step you take. Rejoice and be grateful for, for what God has given to you today in spite of your mountains. You know what happens when you do so? You move the toughest mountain to move, the mountain called me. You move that mountain by doing so. And you will be renewed and recharged with the power to move, continue to move forward. You know, sometimes it's not the mountain, but you that need to be moved first. As Hebrews 12, 2 says, Fix your eyes upon Jesus let us be attentive to how Jesus moved the mountain. You know, he embraced the sins of the world as his own and sacrificed himself. To save the world, he moved himself to the cross. He moved his feet to the path of crucifixion. Yes, it is easy to talk about what others got to do to move mountain in our world, in our lives. But it's not easy to move 
ourselves first. We know this is possible only through Jesus Christ who strengthened us. This is not only Paul's confession, but ours. No matter how our circumstances turn out, we can be content because of Christ. It doesn't mean that you will be stuck there can go further. You will move forward with Christ who strengthened you, but the key is to fix your eyes upon Jesus, not to lose sight of the beauty of the moment. Don't lose the opportunity to experience and joy and gratitude in that moment, even when your mountain doesn't seem to move along. It's the secret not to get weary and lose heart. It is the power of the mountain-moving faith. My friends, God has a very special invitation for you today. An invitation to come to move yourself as well as your own mountain. So go forth and move the mountain through the Christ who will strengthen you. Amen.